Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. So today I wanted to go over an article by John Nicholson from football365.com that I read about the goal celebrations and the sort of clampdown on them, but I'll get to that in a minute. I just wanted to start with a match that I forgot to talk about yesterday because I didn't get to watch it. Barcelona versus Athletic Bilbao in the Spanish Supercopa. So this was a classic, a thriller. I'm bummed that I had to settle for the highlights and sort of get all the spoilers early. But very interesting things. First of all, Messi's initial pass to Jordi Alba and then getting it back for the first goal. That was just sublime vintage Messi. What was not was his red card. I was really surprised about that. Um, But I think it goes to show you just how... Just overall frustrated, Leo Messi probably is right now. He generally seems a little unhappy, doesn't seem to be enjoying his football that much. And, you know, he got a red card for basically violent conduct for just chucking a guy to the floor. And it was a deserved red card. They're going to look to increase the ban from two to four games, I believe. So, yeah, pretty interesting. But the star of the show was Inyaki Williams. Had a brilliant assist in the first half, but then went and scored... The game winner in spectacular fashion hit a curling shot that hit the post just underneath the crossbar. Beautiful goal. And your ideal hero, right? For Athletic Bilbao, this is an ideal hero. This is a guy who came up through the academy, has been with the first team now for years, and has been delivers. He scores a lot of very important and very good goals. And Bilbao are a club that they don't get players as From what I understand, they don't really go and get players from outside of the Basque region, right? Now, they have to have ties to the Basque region, maybe family ties, but they're not going and getting a Brazilian kid from Sao Paulo and just plonking him in their team. That's not happening at Atlético Bilbao, and I believe they've also never been relegated. So, huge credit to them. I love this club as a story. I actually, uh, their centenary jerseys on the wall behind me there. Uh, I went to Bilbao when I was 12, and I really liked it. And I, the Basque region is a beautiful place, and you can there's a real sense of uh, of pride there. So I was happy to see that for them. Now on to this article. Football365.com's John Nicholson enti- wrote an article entitled it, Football Celebration Clampdown is Utter Bullshit. And you know what? He's right. Because this is totally, totally stupid. Right, the celebrations for the first day on Saturday were funny. Right, James Madison shooing his teammates away, doing air handshakes. Uh, it, the novelty of that wore off literally in 24 hours. By the time I was watching games yesterday, it was just boring to see players just score a goal and trudge off and try not to touch each other. And it just all it feels weird, right? It doesn't feel right. Mostly because the whole thing feels misguided. It feels like criticizing them is totally misplaced. It doesn't make any sense. And it feels like there's just layers and layers of hypocrisy just all throughout this and lack of logic. So Nigel Huddleston, he is a sports minister in the UK, said everyone in the country has had to change the way they interact with people and the way they work. Footballers are no exception. COVID secure guidelines exist in football and footballers must follow them and football authorities must enforce them. Okay, but wouldn't you say that's already been happening? I mean, these people have to register negative tests before they can train or play in matches. They're tested so regularly that we assume that there's no players who are even stepping into a football ground on match day who could potentially be positive, right? I mean, 
essentially that is what we think the, the, the guidelines are. On top of that, and that does change the way they work and the way they interact. That changes things. What changes things even more is the fact that within a club, your first team, your under-23s, your academy, they're not mixing together as much as they used to be. It's got to be a lot more difficult to gain permissions to get players to move from one group to the next. You can't just have training matches or bring 10 people over. That changes the way you interact and work, especially if you're a club that has a very strong, streamlined approach to your academy, into your under-23s, and then to your first team. If that's all separated, it changes the way you do things, right? So I guess what? There's a suggestion that they haven't had to change anything, that they've been so privileged that they've been above this, and now finally we have to put a restriction on them. Don't celebrate. It feels like a lot of posturing and virtue signaling to me because there's a lot of that that has been going on. Some I understand. We're just maintaining some protocols that we started a year ago that don't really hurt that we're just doing because they don't really hurt, so we're just going to keep doing them. But then there's other things that don't make sense that you could just stop doing and no one would care. Sanitizing the balls every time they go out of play. Apparently, they sanitize the corner flags. It's like that stuff is not – it's not – crucial it doesn't really matter right teams coming out of the tunnels separately this is one that i'll say okay i'll give them i'll give them this one because this is one that was started right when the initial return to play happened and okay if they don't want to just stop doing that because you know the players are indoors and so fine but it does kind of feel like some random thing that they've just decided is still really important that we need to do now what we know about football is that transmissions of COVID have not been happening much within teams. Most of the time, a player gets COVID from outside, and if it somehow doesn't get caught, then maybe there's an outbreak in the team. But we're not hearing of any of these coming from matches, right? And of course, if you were to think about when in a match people are more likely to actually transmit a virus to each other, if you've got a bunch of people running out there on the pitch who are infected, um, I think maybe... The celebration's not the one. Maybe the corner kick right before the goal that leads to the celebration when there's 15 people packed in the penalty area, breathing and hugging and pushing on each other. And then there's a goal and five people go off and they can't touch each other. They can't pat each other on the back or shake hands. It makes no sense. Now, why would why would they go after footballers like this, right? Well, the PL chief exec Richard Masters said, players have to set a good example. Really? For who? For you? For me? For kids? Really? Are we, How many people in the society are currently taking their behavioral cues from footballers? And not to mention, not just footballers, but when they celebrate. No one looks at them and goes, you know, this is unfair. These footballers, they get to make all this money. They get to play their sport. And now they get to hug each other? Ugh. Gosh, that's it's terrible. No. They're at risk. They can't just stop playing, right? The players themselves, if, if there's an individual player who wants to not play, uh, well, there's enough that will that they're going to lose their spot in the team. But if if this is all about safety and making sure the virus doesn't break out, and if this has anything to do with player safety, well, why on earth are they going on international breaks, going across the world to go play a, some FIFA match, a friendly sometimes, why on earth is the Champions League going, right? The Europa League. And I'm not saying that these things should be canceled. I don't want football to be canceled. But the reality is if you're going to go this far on creating restrictions, why are you not just binning the whole thing? 
because none of it makes logical sense. The amount of contact there is in the sport and the amount, the lack of social distancing that exists over the course of 90 minutes. You're basically hoping that no one scores so that you don't have to worry about that. Well, okay, well, one funny thing I heard was just make sure Newcastle and Sheffield United are playing each other every week on television. That way no one will have to see anyone hug because there's probably not going to be very many goals. It's a cheap shot taken at them. But, you know, it is at least a joke on this whole thing because the whole thing is a joke. Uh, One thing that I thought was really great that uh, John Nicholson mentioned was he said, worse yet, the new PL guidelines potentially provide another stick for the tabloids to beat players with. Come see the idiot footballer. That's That's a topic and a headline that sells. It always does. We've seen it when Mason Greenwood and... Uh, Phil Foden invited girls into their hotel room in Reykjavik. I mean, it was five months later and commentators during games were still talking about it, right? So as opposed to letting it go and be like, dude, they're 19 and 20 and they've been on lockdown for a while. Yeah, they made an, they made a mistake, but like a lot of people make mistakes. As a matter of fact, I live in a country where there's people who still don't think this thing is real, right? Like... So there has to be some level of understanding. And I think in the UK, there is this way of looking at pro footballers more as if they're just reality TV stars that are just dumb, rich, and undeserving of everything they have. And whether you agree with that or not, the reality is looking at athletes and deciding that they are people that need to be the shining example of society for what to do during a pandemic when you're basically forcing them to play because of the amount of money that it makes – uh, it starts to make me question really where your values are. And it ha- it can't have to do with the player's health. There's just no way that they're actually that worried about that. Because if they genuinely were, they would shut the whole thing down. So to me, this whole thing is just, it's it's a whole bunch of things just flying in the face of each other. There appears to be this idea that controlling what people see in the game is going to make everyone feel better about what these footballers are doing. And to me, at the end of the day, like they're not essential personnel because it's entertainment. But if you're going to say, we're putting this back on, we're making it happen, football is back, we're ready, we're doing it. Well, if you're going to go there, then you've got to be able to understand that there is a whole bunch of weird things you're going to have to deal with. And I think that the teams, the clubs, the players, they have dealt with a lot. I would love to see some of them just say, screw the rules. I don't care. We're celebrating because this doesn't make any sense. And when the tabloids come after them or when social media comes after them and the government comes after them, they can say, think about this on a logical basis. It doesn't make sense. Go after someone who's actually problematic. Fix the situation, right? There are so many other areas of our society that are failing us in solving this pandemic issue. Football, quite simply, is not one of them. So this whole goal celebration thing, I hope it goes away quickly, but it's it's a frustrating one. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really hope that that we can get through this faster than than it seems at the moment. But at the same time, we're learning so much about the irrationalities and the hypocrisies in the way so many people, especially in governing bodies, try to handle things. And it's also that they can look good, right? The politicians have to say this because 
If they go out and they say football needs to be shut down, well, that's political suicide, right? But if you go out and you don't say anything and you make it seem like you're defending these guys, apparently that's also a problem. So, yeah, I, I think this is all just, it's a mess, but um, something that we as well can can kind of just say, you know what, we, we don't... We don't agree with this. It's stupid. Let the players just go ahead and celebrate. It doesn't change anything for us. So yeah, uh, I, I thought that was interesting. It got me all fired up this morning. And it is an exciting topic to think about because it really does blend into all parts of our society. So I hope you all enjoyed today. This is Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. Have a good one.